California and New York, New York. It's the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. This week, the last day you're supposed to wear white. And now, two guys who will be hard-headed and still wear white, albeit with skid marks, Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell. Thank you, Emily Ann Heinemann, for that belabored introduction. We are the rebels, you and I. I we, we refuse to follow fashion Skid marks. Uh, rules. I've never, you know, I've only bought my own underwear like one time in my life. Who, who buys it for you? I'll, I'll explain in just a second. Welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson. That is in Chelsea, Manhattan, New York, New York, where it is currently 74 degrees Fahrenheit and a bit drizzly outside. And I am starring... Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California, where it is a blessed 72 degrees after a long streak of 100-degree days and 80-something-degree nights. Uh, and most people in the city don't have air conditioning, uh, so we're tired of it. And so we've got, we're back down in the 70s for a little bit. Thank the Lord. Mm. Uh, you sound like shit. What's wrong with you? I've been, I, I've been fighting the flu. Uh, for a couple of days. The flu. Yeah, the flu. I was all excited about Labor Day weekend. You know, everybody was like, hey, we got barbecues. We got pool parties. We're going to the beach. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Flu. Mm-hmm. You know, God smite me. Well, um, you know, smote? I'm. Uh, smited. It, smote is more kind of like um, it makes it more poetic. Yeah. If you say smote. Yeah. Like uh, if you yeah. say if you say spake instead of spoken like that's yes. more old testament sounding yes. whether it's correct or not i don't know but it makes it sound like you have leather patches on your blazer um, <laughs> um i uh well, well look if you're look you want to have a good time tomorrow look I, i'm the kind of guy who uh i'm going to uh, i'm going to provide an example of my shoehorning into conversations things that i've recently learned like uh why don't you just put on a gordy howe jersey and even though you're sick, just go have a good time with your friends anyway. Like that dude in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie I just saw for the first time like nine days ago. Yeah. Just take off. Is that what you're saying? You What's his name? For it? What's his name in the Ca- movie? Cameron. Oh, yeah, Cameron. <laughs> Sorry. Cameron was an Egypt yeah, man. Yeah. He, was like, he was like 31 when they recorded that. Uh, when they filmed Yeah, that. I know. Yeah. He's an old fucker. By the yep. time he was on Spin City, he had gray hair. Yeah, Completely. I didn't. I don't watch the show either, but I know he was on it. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Here's why I can't do that. Because wow. I don't get sick very often. And I haven't. As a matter of fact, I was telling my stepfather yesterday that I was sick. And he's like, I think you've only been sick like twice in the entire 20 years that he's known me. <laughs> uh, so when I do get sick, I don't handle it very well. Mm. Uh, I, I'm achy and I hurt. And I just want my mommy. 
And I know that that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, so do I, that, buddy. Hey, that makes two of us. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> um, hey, I have to tell you about my underwear, by the way. Why uh, yeah, I never, please, please do. Uh, why I never buy underwear. Well, first off, up to a certain point in my life, my, my mommy always bought my underwear for me, right? Up, up to a certain point. And uh, I guess, I mean, it was like, you know, I must have gotten new underwear, like, my mom got me a bunch of new underwear right before I went to college, so that lasted me about five, six years. And uh, then at some point, at some point, I had a girlfriend who instinctively bought underwear for me when I was all skid marked up think, and had yeah, holes. I, was say, I don't think it's instinctively. I think she just couldn't stand to look at your mommy's underwear that she bought right. you in junior high anymore. Yeah, she's like, "What's a what's a twenty three year old man wearing Scooby Doo underwear for?" You know what I mean? Anyway, with. That, that have so many holes in it, you can't even really tell it's Scooby-Doo anymore. And I'm like, babe, that's not Scooby-Doo. That's actually a skid mark, right? So, <laughs> Holy uh, shit, it's a skid mark in the shape of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, this man's the Messiah. Uh, so, um, and then I I'm, I'm, I saw on uh, Oprah, this chick was watching Oprah all the time. She always watched Oprah, and I watched it with her one day. And um, yeah, One day. It said uh, so. Oprah said the one thing I ever took from Oprah was when Oprah said, "You know the the first sign that a man is cheating is when he buys himself a new underwear." And so then I was like, "Oh great! I'll just never buy new underwear, so no one will ever have a reason to suspect a thing." You know, I'll fix that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I just didn't buy underwear. I, I was like, "Great! Thanks, Oprah. Thanks for giving me that false sense of security." Uh, I'm never going to buy underwear, so I didn't. And, and then finally, I think at the age of 28, I finally I was like. Yeah, I need some new drawers, and um, yeah. uh, and I was single. I don't know what I, if I had a girlfriend at the time. I don't know what I would have done, but I was single at the time, so I had no qualms about buying new drawers. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I try them on, like what do I do? But no, I just went and got the ones that looked about you know, about about my size, you know, and uh, yeah, the one that looked like they might fit you. Yeah, and I was right, so we're good. Yeah, good. Well, I I want to know what Oprah's reasoning is for that. Oh, like, really? It's obvious. Whatever. Was because you want to show off for your new yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, you're having it. Look, the whole point is, oh, like, if you've, you're with a woman for so long and you, you, you're you going through care. the motions, you're, yeah, exactly. You stop buying new drawers. You just, you're just shitting your pants constantly because you're not trying to impress her. You don't fuck anymore because you got kids. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're, you're married and, like, I don't know. It's just, it's over, you know? And then finally, then the little, uh, the cute little 23 year old starts making eyes at you. And, you know, she's got like, you know, daddy issues that she needs to work out with the, uh, the old 46 year old, uh, uh, you know, guy who looks like Keith Olbermann, you know, uh, which is me in this case. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta prove I still got it and that I'm still cool. So I maybe put on a, my Def Leppard t shirt and buy some new drawers, you know, so that I could look hip <laughs> and with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> And that's what it is. You're just trying to not look like um, an old, boring husband. That's all. All right. I, get, I guess I get that. Uh, it just uh, I've just never heard that. I guess the, uh, that's why Oprah is probably a billionaire. Well, not probably. That's why she is a billionaire, because she just comes up with advice that nobody else talks about. But then you think about it and you go, oh, wow, that's really. Yeah, she's right. And there's a lot of reasons why she's a billionaire. Um, but um. 
But I mean, the, she uh, makes people think that they need to listen to her because she's got all this great wisdom. She's, she's good at it. Yeah, I mean, she's good at a lot of things. So I mean, she 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 doesn't have anything that she doesn't deserve. She um I, again, I, I said this on the podcast before. Uh, it's easy to make fun of her, and I like making fun of her just like anybody else does. But, like, she's a crack baby. She was raped when she was a kid. She was impregnated by the rape. She had to give the baby up for adoption. She's never met the baby. She's never going to, probably. And um, she, you know, worked her ass off, got into broadcasting, and here she's a billionaire. She's, like, every, she's the, the, one of the greatest American stories of all time. What a, what a great role model for women and black women and black people and everybody and American people and anybody who's ever had any kind of adversity in their lives. What a, what a great comeback story. You know, you know why, are we, why do we watch Rudy? Fuck that movie. We should just watch a movie about Oprah. Oprah probably played for Notre Dame. She was probably the first string linebacker ahead of Rudy. Rudy's, oh, probably. Probably, Rudy's probably such a pussy that he was playing behind some chick from Mississippi who was illiterate until she was 19. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know anything about Oprah. But, uh, but um, you know, and then, uh, you know, she, she played uh, first string special teams for Notre Dame and then went to Chicago and did some little broadcasting. Now she's got a little nickel and dime dog and pony show. And, and she probably tore her ACL playing for the Bears, and that's why she decided to slip over into broadcasting. And, and that was that was before they had, like, Tommy John surgery. So, uh, yeah. you know, and um, right. it, was worth the, it just wasn't worth the risk at that point. So No. Uh, I, gotta, I think she made the right decision. I, I got to tell you the story of what happened to me this week. I was stuck on the D train, uh, the D train, as mentioned in Visions of Johanna by Bob Dylan. Uh, the D train, but between 7th Avenue and 59th Street, en route to Yankee Stadium for uh, an Orioles-Yankees game the other day. Oh. And uh, the train got stalled, and it just kind of was sitting there for like five, six minutes. And then I, mean, I guess we start to get a little restless. And then... Um, you know, then a baby starts crying, and we're like, God, God, you know, there's no announcement. We don't know what's going on. We're just like, you know, it's like waiting for Godot or something. You know, there's no, we're very in limbo. It's like purgatory. It's like we're in the play Our Town or something. It's weird. <laughs> um, there's a baby crying, and, and God damn it, if Miss Cleo doesn't decide to preach the gospel right then. Not really Miss Cleo, but might as well right. be Miss Cleo, I, you yeah. know. I mean, uh just you know the gospel in Jamaican, which is oh man, yeah. it is. Um, look, I don't want to hear about anything but margaritas or coconut drinks or Coronas in a Jamaican <laughs> accent. I don't want to hear or weed or like freedom. I don't hear any anything else. It's you need like, to praise the Lord. Yeah. Oh yeah. You nasty yeah. sissy. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It's almost Irish, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Now they they have Irish roots, I think, don't yeah. they? Oh man, you are no Jeremy White. Nathan. <laughs> so anyway, um, so there's a baby crying incessantly, and right next to her, Miss Cleo is preaching the gospel. And, uh, you know, we're like, hey, babe, why don't you shut up? You're pissing the baby off. This is, you know what I mean? Like, it's chicken or the egg here. Why don't you please just shut up for five minutes? <laughs> and uh, and then that's when um, uh, <laughs> that's when the two guys next to me who are like 50-year-old black dudes. And I think there's something in the genetic makeup of black dudes that when they turn 50, they turn really grumpy about everything and bitter about <laughs> everything that's happened in their lives. And they make <laughs> empty threats about every inconvenience that, that befalls them. Like, this train better start running. This train better start running. I'm, this, it's going to be fucking hell to pay if this train don't start motherfucking running. They, they better not take this train out of service. They, take, oh, they better not do that. Or what? Amos? Or what? You know? 
<laughs> and so, so they're grumpy. Oh, and it's oh, fun. Ass up here. oh, 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 too. What? Oh man, you know they do the ultimate. Like, oh, I wish that cop would have said something to me. I wish that white cracker <laughs> cop ass motherfucker would have said something to me. Uh, and it's so funny. And so you got these. So you get the baby, Miss Cleo, and then um, you know Amos and Andy over here won't shut the fuck up. Uh, Forty-five minutes straight, incessant. It was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, so that was it. And then I got to a you know a Yankee game late and. Well, I actually have an interesting story, baseball story for you, uh, Adam Wilson. Uh, I went to the uh, the Dodgers game. Uh, oh, great! On Wednesday, and, and you arrived in the bottom of the fifth inning because of LA traffic. Let me guess. No, we actually planned it just perfectly. We arrived. We did miss the first pitch, um, but by the t- when we sat down, it was it was Dodgers Cubs. By the way, uh-huh. we sit down just past third base. Pretty good seats, actually. Uh, except for the fact that it was 107 degrees all day long, right? That's probably why I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so as soon as we sit down, literally our asses touch the seats, Hanley Ramirez home run. Cool. Uh-huh. I was like, look at that. Good luck, Charms. What and you're, you just pa- you're just past third base. You're in the Steve Bartman seats. That's right. Okay. That's right. So there we go. So uh, we're, we're good to go. And I hadn't been to a Dodgers game in a couple of years, so it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, about uh, a couple of minutes later, the ending's over, you know, they're taking a little TV time out, whatever. Uh, all of a sudden they start showing some of the players on the, on the screen. And it's like, I'm so-and-so, you know, this Mexican oh, yeah. guy comes on and uh, he says, and my favorite, uh, my favorite singer is blah, 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 blah. And it, they suddenly like show the guy and he's a mariachi and they start mm-hmm. playing his music. <laughs> all place, and this guy behind me goes, yeah, typical fucking Mexicans. Oh, really? Like, oh, wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> then they they go to this next player, black guy, mm. and uh, I forget his name. I wasn't paying attention to the names at this point, but he said, I'm so-and-so. My favorite artist is Lil Wayne. Yes. And, Ma- Matt you know, Kemp. They, it's Matt Kemp. You're, you're talking yeah, about right. Matt Kemp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he says, of course, they start playing Lil Wayne. He goes, ah, what did you expect? Black guys. <laughs> So then, a couple <laughs> players later, they get to the first white guy. Like he's mad that Glenn Campbell didn't. I mean, he's mad that Matt Kemp didn't. God, toy boat. He's mad that <laughs> Matt Kemp didn't say Glenn Campbell. Gotta fuck that up. <laughs> Keep going. Shit. So then, a couple of players later, they get to the first white guy in the lineup, mm-hmm. and he says, "I'm so and so, and my favorite uh, band is Nickelback." Oh! And you just hear like. 30,000 face palms around the stadium. It's like this collective. Uh, really? Like, ah, shit. And then the guy goes, eh, fucking white people. <laughs> so this guy's at least he's an equal opportunity. Oh, yeah. Race, so, so you know? he's, he's, just, he's just hateful. That's funny. He's not a racist. <laughs> so, he's not so a racist. Then, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Right. So then I thought that was the best. <laughs> I can't believe this dude actually did this. They moved to the next white player in the lineup, and he goes, I'm so and so. And I just keep it real with a little Carol King. <laughs> hey, Carol King's good. She's Carol, great. First of all, Carol, like, Carol King's the best one I just heard. Like of the no, four I heard. I absolutely agree with you. She's a she's a legendary singer songwriter. But I don't. I think it was the last thing anybody in that stadium was expecting. And all of a sudden, you just hear uh, blah 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 blah. Carol King. You just hear about five seconds of. Uh, what? Uh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. There was just uh, somebody in the random, like, way back up in the back that just went, "What?" <laughs> and you don't, you don't remember which player this was? No, I didn't remember any other. They names. didn't, they didn't show like Brian Wilson. You know, Brian Wilson's a Dodger now. Did, uh, 
I, I did not know that. Brian, like the B, B Brian Wilson, Br- Br- well, not the Brian Wilson, the beach boy, <laughs> Brian Wilson, the former LSU pitcher who has that beard. Ah, uh, yes. You told does. me that. No, I did not see him actually in oh, action okay. now that you mention it. Well, who Maybe won, was who won the, the game? Dodgers 4-0. Oh, okay. That's why it wasn't a save situation. That's why it was. Right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking uh, Puig. Yasuo Puig. Uh, yeah. Seated. Benched after the uh, oh, that's right. After the second at bat, for some disciplinary disciplinary action that they didn't uh, specify, but he almost he broke his bat Mm. after he struck out. Yeah, Uh, you know. uh, uh, I'm not that impressed. I've only seen him play once, and he didn't do shit. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's being uh, he's kind of. I mean, he's young. He's just now. I mean, he's only been in the United States for like eight minutes. Well, he fucking loves this country, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <It's right. laughs> greatest thing that ever happened to him. But yeah, he's uh, it's some uh, in in a lot of ways a little too much to handle for him so fast. So yeah, gotta well, gotta get a little level headed there. Uh, That's Don Matting. Don Mattingly has uh, cut his sideburns and he's uh, put his managerial hat on and he's uh, doing what's best for the Dodgers. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know that he was the manager. Now, good for him. Yeah, anytime, anytime the Dodgers are in town playing the Mets, I'm all I'm very honored because Donnie Baseball, Don, Don Mattingly, not because he played for the Yankees, not because he's a legendary player, not because he's in the Hall of Fame, but because he played for the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant softball team. Uh, <laughs> anytime any of those guys like Mike Sosha, who manages the Angels, uh, and then there's uh, Kirk Gibson. Wait, no, he wasn't on that team, but. Um, uh, Steve Sachs is third base coach for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he's the one that was, uh, you know, arrested on suspicion of hundred murders in New York City. You know, <laughs> anyway, that's you know, great. Yeah, but yeah. that's neither here you nor know there. Great episode. Springfield Nuclear Power Plant, probably best softball team ever. I'd say yeah. <laughs> that's the best. Uh-huh. I love anything Simpsons related, but you know what I don't love, Adam. What uh, do you not love? Do you know what Burning Man is? Have you heard of this? Oh fuck, Burning Man. Oh man! Oh, I don't God. actually have a problem with Burning Man itself, but here's the problem: as Bur- of tonight, <laughs> and it's already begun. People are returning from Burning Man. Yeah. So now, for the next week, all I'm gonna have to listen—I'm gonna be able to listen to—is, oh man, you need to go to fucking Burning Man, man. Burning Man's gonna change your life, bro. Yeah. You just don't fucking know, man. You gotta go. It's like you're gonna you're gonna reach another plane, man. It's just there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's, listen to that shit. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like, I mean, look, I, it's where ugly girls go to get gang banged uh, for fun. That's <laughs> that's that's you just and <laughs> ugly dudes. I'm by the sure. way, I made. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just made Nate spit take. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, it is burning. I I got on my OK Cupid profile um, that you know I used to have. Like I used to have an OK Cupid profile. I've dated online. It's very fun. Uh, but I put on there. I was like, hey, you want to kill my boner? Um, put on you know, if if you ever want to just like set fire to an Adam Wilson boner, here's what you do, ladies. Okay, you see an Adam Wilson boner ahead of you, and you go like, okay, that's enough of that. I won't have this nonsense. I I wish I wish to eradicate this. I wish to I wish to go. Uh, I wish to be to that boner what Hitler was to the Jews. I here's <laughs> wow. what you do. Here's what you do, ladies. This is word for word on my OK Cupid profile back in the day, back in my glory days plowing through Brooklyn. Um, uh, here's what you do to kill an Adam Wilson boner. Uh, put on a Yankees jersey, light up a cigarette, and tell me you go to Burning Man. That will, I will never, sp- I, you're done. We're done. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I go to Burning, uh, I go to Burning Man is like, 
that might as well you might it's you might okay i have aids is the worst i oh. go to i go to burning man is is the second worst and then i have every other std other than aids is third worst that like yeah. chicks can tell you that's my yeah. opinion fuck burning man <laughs> That and Coachella, because when people come back from Coachella, I have to hear about that and see pictures all over the place for weeks. And people are always like, man, I, they're like, you ever been to Coachella? I was like, no. And they go, man, you got to go. You're missing out. I was like, no, I don't. I'll tell you why. Two reasons. A, it's in the fucking desert where man does not belong. And B, I've been to Jazz Fest, bitch. I don't need to go to fucking Coachella and listen to Pete Wentz. Fucking, you know? I've been to the fucking Winsboro Catfish Festival. That's fucking better than Coachella. <laughs> Fuck Coachella. Fuck Burning yeah. Man. Coachella is Burning Man for people who are lame enough to go to Burning Man, but not ballsy enough to go to Burning Man. Coachella is for the people who are too pussy-fied to go to Burning... <laughs> who wants to sit in the desert and bake and listen to shitty music? I mean... Uh, ugly like biggest... ugly people who can't get laid. That's it. Ugly people right. who can't get laid and need to have something in common with people. It's it's yeah. it's Dragon Con for people who can't who can't afford costumes. It's like that year that they were like, oh, but they had uh, they had uh, Tupac and a hologram two years ago. I was like, yeah, you know who was headlining Jazz Fest? Paul McCartney. Go fuck yourselves. Well, that's you stupid. Know? But anyway, but that yeah, is kind of that's not that stupid. Paul yes, McCartney's yes. a Beatle. Yeah, Stevie good. Wonder, Bruce Springsteen. These are just recent headliners. That's all the proof you need. Man, that is some good jazz you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously it's not just that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whatever. Let's just gotta listen to all that shit. Uh, hey, look, let's uh, let's stop talking about bullshit like Burning Man and Coachella and even Jazz Fest, which we like, and let's step into JD's office. Oh, let's get right on in there. Uh, Adam, I uh, I saw a movie this week. I don't believe you. Yeah, I no. do. I do. I do. I do believe you. What'd you see? Tell me. I saw Your Next. You know this film? No. What, what's this all about? So your next uh, was advertised uh, in trailers and such as the next uh, killers. You ever seen the movie The Strangers? No. They're trapped in a house with killer people that want it. They're out in the middle of nowhere. People want to kill them. Nate, you name it. I ain't seen it. Just <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So this is the next, like, people in a secluded mansion with that are, have people on the outside that want to kill them. Right. So this is that, and you're looking like, okay, well, this could be an interesting, you know, an interesting movie. You know, at the very least, it looks like it's well filmed. So hopefully, that's that'll count towards something. So I went to see it, and it's not what they advertised at all. In a in kind of a good way, actually, it's a really interesting, kind of witty, comedic take on that old that old story of you know bad people trying to get in. Um, it it kind of switches viewpoints about. 30 minutes in, 20, 30 minutes in, and you see it sort of like, it just switches. I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, it's different. It's really different. It's kind of, they, they could have gone farther with it uh, in its cleverness and its wittiness, but it's still, it's like I walked out of there going, oh, that's that's something new. Oh, I liked it. I had a good time. It's worth a ticket. Is anybody in it that I'd care about? Oh, uh, no. Although... <laughs> No, it's all like it's all like obscure people. Uh but the 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 lead chick is this Aussie girl and mm -hmm. she's kind of hot. I mean, maybe it's just cuz she's Australian and I have a thing for Australians. Mm -hmm. But she's hot. And uh oh, you'd recognize the guy who plays the father from like you know, he's in a lot of Farrelly Brothers movies like Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Never has a huge role, but you you'd recognize him. Right. Uh 
I, you know, I was just thinking, you know, because, uh, you know, I got kind of reamed last week for just having just recently seen Ferris Bueller, and um, I haven't seen any Police Academies, and I didn't see the reamed. As well, you deserve it. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, what else? Name a bunch of other movies. Like, I haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China. Is that a movie? I haven't seen it. Fuck, I, seen... I love Big Trouble in Little China. I've I mean, ne- that's, I... that's that's more of a cult hit, though. I'm not surprised that you haven't seen that. I, Big Lebowski. I've, never, I've seen Lebowski. I've never seen a single movie that was directed by Woody Allen. Um, <sighs> not, not yeah, and and I'm like, I, I was thinking of like the list of all these movies that I haven't seen that everybody's seen, and I'm like, there's like 500 movies that everybody's seen and I haven't seen it. I'm like, when did these fucking people watch all these movies? Like I, I, when did, when was I supposed to have time to watch all these? Like, it seems like I've been busy or something. Like, well, I don't I, know. I don't it's think like it's this... that, I don't think it's that you're, you're busy. Cause I mean, a lot of people out there are certainly busy. I think it's just what we choose to spend our free time on. Like, for example, I don't spend as much time going to baseball games and, you know, soaking in sports statistics like you do. And that's not there's not, you know, absolutely nothing wrong that, with that. that's a good point. I can imagine it was 1993 and you're watching Jurassic Park while I'm yep. watching Ernie Johnson here in Atlanta. We're going to go down to the Omni and watch Mookie Blaylock and his Atlanta Hawks led by the czar. Mike Fratello take action against surging. Cleveland Cavaliers led by Craig Elo and legendary coach Lenny Wilkins vying for that coveted seventh spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs because nobody wants to play the Indiana Pacers led by Hersey Hawkins, Chuck Person, and the up-and-coming UCLA Bruin, Reggie Miller. Yeah, you know, that's That's, basically, that was every Tuesday night for me. Yeah, that's, that. well, that's exactly, you you hit the nail on the head because that's, uh, that's exactly what I was doing. I was watching Jurassic Park and uh, what else came out? 93 was a good year for movies. I think it was it. Eh, I'm not gonna go through it all, but yeah, yeah, that's how that's how I spent my childhood. Uh, ninety three, ninety four was the good year. That was Forrest Gump, and um, yeah, but ninety three had a lot of them. Oh, I think it was like the, Philadelphia, just, Schindler's List, uh, uh, Jurassic Park was ninety three. Yeah, that's right. Jurassic Park was ninety three. But there is like Schindler's List, and there is cut shit. There's there's a bunch of them. They just because you know it's a twenty, it's been twenty years since nineteen ninety three, yeah. and uh, that's you know ninety three. Uh, Wayne's World, The Fugitive, two. Groundhog Day, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia. Uh, let's see here. Aladdin, Aladdin was still in theaters from ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody was innocent. Sort of counts. Uh, True Romance. Okay, okay, look, you don't have to name every fucking movie from 1993. No, I'm just saying that that's considered a classic. You just named Tomb- like 20 movies I haven't seen. I'm not, I've never Tombstone, seen Tombstone, I bet you've seen that. I have seen that. Yeah, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mrs. Doubtfire. I never saw Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, you know, I didn't actually see it when it came out. I only saw it a couple of years ago, and I think that's one of the movies you have to see as a kid. Because now, now that I've seen everything else that Tim Burton has done, the Nightmare Before Christmas is not quite so impressive. Yeah, that's a good point. The Sandlot. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that came out in '93. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, so uh, hey, good job, 1993. Way to make some movies that I probably should have seen, but I was too busy <laughs> working on my turnaround jump shot because I thought I had a career in that shit ahead of me. Oh, nope. <laughs> well, that's why I was going to see movies because I thought I had a career as an actor ahead of me, and I was kind of right. Hey, man, Coors Light is delicious. I would never have known that had it not been for you. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help bring you that. But it's not as good as Miller High Life, am I right? Oh, champagne, buddy. Champagne. Nothing's as good as champagne. 
They should. They, they shouldn't even call that beer. They should just call that like barley jizz because it is fucking <laughs> awesome. And apparently, yeah. I love. Apparently, I love the idea of jizz. So great, awesome. Uh, you hear that, Hootenears? Spread the word. Spread the rumor. Uh, barley but, jizz. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here before more rumors get started. Let's get out of JD's office. Let's let's go. Yeah, thanks for see having you. us, JD. See you, JD. Good to see you. Um, stick around. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some news and some sports. And uh, we'll have an anecdote to tell you after the break, Nate. Uh, stick around, Hootenears. We're glad to have you here. You're listening to The Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. Here at the Red Stick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Red Stick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. Is it scorching outside? Is your throat parched? Well, if you have a dollar, you can get a snowball from Emily Snowballs in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're only 2,070 miles from Hollywood and 865 miles from Brooklyn, New York. We have over 50 flavors and three different types of cream to choose from. We're open seven days a week on the corner of 31W Bypass and Cabell Drive. Hope to see you soon. Starring Nate and Adam, I am and Adam in uh, Adam Tootinetti Wilson. That is over in uh, Manhattan. That's uh, that's starring Nate Frizzell over there in Hollywood. Nate, I got a I ran into uh, ran into our old buddies uh, Adam Hose and Chris Kirker. Uh, oh dear! A Saturday night because we were watching the um, we were going to Legends, the the LSU New York, the the New York LSU um, bar that we watched yeah. football games at. Uh, Adam Hose t- had this great idea for the show. I want to share it with you, Nate. Such a great idea by Adam Hose. Okay. He said there's this there's some kind of software program that we can download for this show so that we can actually uh, broadcast this live. We can broadcast this show live, and it will actually still record and then upload as a podcast so people can download. So people can listen to it live and or download it later. Okay. And then when he said that, I was like, I was like, Interesting idea, Adam Hose. Oh, that means like we could we could take calls during the show. And then he was like, Yeah, so I could call in and correct Nate when he says something wrong. And I was like, Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Right. Interesting how okay, that I could I could see how you would find attractive an idea of you doing literally no work, but you still <laughs> get to be on this show as much as you want. I could see how yeah. and, and you get to correct people constantly i can see yeah. how you would like that idea adam hose 
<laughs> yeah, you know, that's, you know, but by the way, are you really surprised? I mean, we love Adam Hose. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but he always feels that he should be correcting someone, whether it's me or you or anybody else. And then when the table is flipped and you, he needs to be corrected, he'll yell and scream and argue with you until everybody's uncomfortable and leaves and then carries the party on somewhere else without him. And hey, Adam Hose, maybe we don't need you correcting us. Maybe we've got it right the first time. And frankly, I think you're you're probably just a typical Obama voter and Obama supporter with your fat, ugly (laughs) wife. And uh, maybe we just get everything right the first time and we don't need you to correct us. Yeah. Yeah. Typical bleeding heart, bleeding heart liberal. You have pissed him off. He is somewhere right now punching a hole in his the nearest wall. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, he, and he's probably thinking uh, that I'm just saying this because he's black. But it has nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that he's black. He can kiss my ass. Anyway, no, it's funny. He was wearing an LSU shirt, and every time anybody like looked at him and said like "Go Tigers," he'd be like, uh, uh, "Oh yeah, I actually, I actually went to Auburn, but I'm a Bama fan." I'm like, hey, God, Adam, like, come on, man. Look, but why do you have to start that, this? But of course, now that they're no longer even in the hunt for the SEC championship. He's like, no, no, I've always been an Alabama fan. You guys just don't understand. I went to Auburn, but I'm a Bama uh-huh. fan. I was like, yeah, but not right. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is too much. We need, we, need to stop, we need to stop piling on this motherfucker. He's going <laughs> to come murder us. Well, that's good. Adam, if you, uh, if you have something to say, feel free to leave us a voicemail at 225-244-9469. Or email us at nateandadam at com. But enough of that for now, because it is time for The Probe, starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to the Pro, where we go deep. I'm your resident man with the rubber glove, Nathan Frizzell. Tonight, we bring you a hard-hitting story from the desk of our bi-coastal hootenanny investigative journalism department. 2013 has been a successful year for the online video giant Netflix. Creating a new model for unveiling television, two out of the three series Netflix unveiled this year have boasted numbers that could rival both cable and network productions. Now that's great for Netflix's ambitions to become the most prominent online studio, but what about their actual business? Recently, a friend of mine told me that they know someone who habitually copies Netflix movies that are mailed to them, two DVDs, and then sends them back the same day. When I asked why someone would do this when they can simply stream any movie that they want, the response I received was, yeah, right. Netflix's streaming library sucks balls. They've got a great DVD library, but by the time I get them in the mail, no one's in the mood to see them anymore. So I decided to put that theory to the test, and what I discovered might shock you. For the heck of it, I decided to search for a few of my favorite films to see if they were available to stream on Netflix. Adam, give me a yes or no if you think the following films are currently available to stream on Netflix. Mm -hmm. The Godfather. Yes. No. The Big Lebowski. Yes. No. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. No. Not even available on DVD. Mm -hmm. Cool Hand Luke. I I don't. I've never even heard of that movie. But yes. Paul Newman. Cool Hand Luke. Again, name it. I haven't seen it. I know, but still, but still. By the way, this is a movie I think you would swear by. Oh, you, you wait, really... you, you told me this a few uh, episodes ago. Okay, I, I'm supposed to be watching this movie, but I still yeah, haven't. Yeah. Okay. Remember this. Okay, but uh, Cool Hand Luke, yes. No. Uh-huh. The Exorcist. No. I mean, yes. No. Huh. No Country for Old Men. Uh, yes. No. Any of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, all of them. Got to. It's Netflix. 
None of them. Uh-huh. Clint Eastwood's masterpiece, Unforgiven. Oh, yeah, of course. Nope. Nope, you're wrong. You are dead wrong. Clint Eastwood's other masterpiece, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. No. Very good. <laughs> Look at you. You're catching on. So I thought, okay, maybe my taste is a little, a little bit more sophisticated than your average Joe. Mm-hmm. So I decided to then check on the last 20 Best Picture winners. Surely the last 20 Best Picture winners will be around, right? Adam, can you guess how many of the last 20 Best Picture winners there are available to screen, stream on Netflix? Three. Five. Wow. Five out of 20. That's 25% of the last 20 Best Picture winner, winners available to watch on demand on Netflix. So then I decided, okay, maybe I'm being a little too artsy-fartsy. Also, f- f- plus, uh, Crash is a shitty movie. That shouldn't be available on anything. Yes, but you'd think The Hurt Locker would be available on something like Netflix. That's a, that's a commercially successful movie. Yeah. It deals with war, which is a very popular thing among, a theme among moviegoers. Yeah. So while I agree Crash does suck to a certain degree, a movie like The Hurt Locker is not available on Netflix. So, okay, so I said maybe I'm being a little too artsy-fartsy. Maybe Netflix's model is about commercial success. So I checked the top 20 grossing films of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all time, Adam. Right, okay. Give me a number. How many do you think of the top 20 grossing films of all time do you think appear for streaming on Netflix? Seven. Three. Oh, wow. Three out of 20. That's 15%. Now, of the top 20 grossing films of all time adjusted for inflation, how many? Nine. One. Which one? Gone with the Wind? Titanic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Titanic. The only one out of 20. Available to stream. That's 5%. The most successful film of all time, Avatar? Nope. Gone with the Wind, the most successful film of all time adjusted for inflation? Nope. Then I searched a random category, comedies. And from the very first 100 films that appeared available for streaming, 25 of those films were titles that I had never heard of or that went straight to video. 22 more of that same 100 were stand-up specials or comedy documentaries. And of those 22, I had never heard of seven of the comedians they were offering, you know, as opposed to featuring comedians that people actually want to watch. And I'm not even going to go into this, but I also did a search for the, the, the best directors of all time or who's considered. With the exception of Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Soderbergh, and Quentin Tarantino, who are not even, you know, Soderbergh's not even close to the top of that list. Every other director had either one or two films at the most. Hitchcock, Spielberg, Scorsese, they've only got one or two at the most. Clint Eastwood, zero as a director. So we here at the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny certainly do not endorse piracy. But while we celebrate the efficiency and ease in this new age of online streaming and limited libraries like the Redbox at the Kroger's, while simultaneously running local video stores like Blockbuster into a dead end and Hollywood video literally off the map, maybe we ought to slow down. Think about how we painted ourselves in our corner here. After all, Netflix dropped 1,800 titles from their library in April and hasn't shown any signs that they intend on bulking up their library. And with all the success they've had recently, why should they? Now, is this urgent news? Nope. But the fact that I can either go online right now and stream Ace Ventura Pet Detective or drive to the local video store anymore, even though I really want to see it, 
is something to think about the next time we proclaim how much better technology makes things. And that's food for thought, courtesy of The Probe. I'm Nathan Frizzell. It's my fault. Because uh, there's, there's a board meeting Tuesday, probably. And yeah. th this Netflix dude is going to say, like, look, we're doing just fine. Look, statistics show that there is a guy in Brooklyn who watched Dutch twice. Yeah. So clearly, it's... Wait, why that's right, you watched it a second time. Yeah, because stupid, stupid Tommy Banks had to bully me into watching it again. But you know, but here's the thing, though, Adam. Because you uh, you didn't have many other options, did you? It's like Dutch and the and Aziz Ansari fucking comedy special from Comedy Central at midnight on a Tuesday. Well, well, hold on. You're you're still like I'd never seen Dutch, so I didn't know it was total shit. And it was, yeah. it was again, uh, you know, sight unseen. It's Ed O'Neill and Joe Beth Williams and Christopher McDonald. It was supposed to be good. It just wasn't. And did you, and did you stream that, or did you get it via the the mailing system there? I streamed it. I don't do the mail. Look at that. I know. You know what? I've stopped doing the mail, too. I actually have a movie sitting on my desk right here that I have not watched. I've had it for a year and a half, and I have not watched it. Oh, wow. The only the only DVD I uh, streamed was uh, With Honors. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you and I share a mutual love for that film. I don't know why. No, no we I, don't. That movie sucks. I thought we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You liked it. I didn't like it. I like. Imagining you you, you said that you that it's a guilty pleasure of yours. That's what you said. All right, look, we need to get out. Well, apparently we're back in JD's office, but uh, we we need to get no. out of it, huh? Well, we no, need to get that, out of here. That was the probe. That was the probe it. starring Nathan Frizzell. Finished. Now, without further delay, Adam Wilson, show us your balls. We need them. Welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tutnanny Wilson, America's Balls Caster. First off, Nate, it is September the 2nd right now, which means in 19 days I shall be defending my East Coast Air Sex title at the, oh, high at the Highline Ballroom about a block away from me right now. So if you're in the New York area, guys, I need you there. I Look, I can't, I, you know, I, I, we're not all John Elway. We can't just repeat as champion left and right. You know what I mean? Uh, so I need you there. I need you at the Highline Ballroom. Go to airsexworld.com. Purchase your tickets. It's September 21st. Hopefully Jefferson Pilot picks up the LSU-Auburn game for the daytime, and then at night you can just ah. come see me win the Air Sex title again. Jam Out with my Clam Out supposedly <laughs> has, has is bringing it, is bringing the pain this year. She was, she was pissed. She's back with a vengeance, and she's out to get me. She's out to... You know, the air. She's she coming is, for you, huh? She's, she is raping the air as we now, speak. Now remind me which one Jam Out with your clam out is. Uh, the Asian one, the the kind of hot Asian chick. Oh, who did like the what was it? The naughty. She was like a schoolgirl. No, what was she? I don't remember. What was her? What was her shtick? You don't remember? Uh, she. Uh, I think she got gang banged. She was in spandex. Uh gang bang. I got it. I remember yeah. her now. Yeah. That was the most awkward. And yet slightly erotic gang bang I've ever seen. Slightly erotic. It's Nothing but erotic, isn't it? Isn't it? But little... you don't normally hear awkward and erotic in the same sentence. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Nate, quick, tell me about the U.S. Open, uh, which I should be telling you about it because it's three, right. mi three miles from me. But tell me, tell me what's up. Tell me what I need to know. And uh, then this we'll is get normally into... uh, the time that I would come out to visit you, my friend. I'm That's sorry, true. I'm, I'm not there to see you this time around and the Open. But uh, nothing too exciting. Most of the seeds are holding, except for one upset. Uh, 2009 U.S. Open champion Juan Martin Del Potro 
suffered a loss in the third round to 2001 U.S. Open champion Leighton Hewitt of Australia. So that's that's not a huge upset, but he also Leighton Hewitt hasn't done anything in a long time. Uh, it's shaping up to be a really interesting, a potential Nadal-Federer quarterfinal, which would be the earliest time they've met in a Grand Slam, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, all the seeds are holding, and all are playing really well. So it's going to be interesting to see. I pick... If I have to take a pick on the men's side, I my heart wants to go with Rafael Nadal, uh, and I'm going to stick with that. That's going to be my pick. Rafael Nadal takes his second U.S. Open. Serena Williams to take uh, her sec or her fifth U.S. Open. That's those are my picks. I'm sticking with it. Okay, great. I'll pick Nadal too. Then okay, good. Uh, and now it is time for a second installment of First Down and Balls. Here we go. Here so, we go. Last week's rundown. Uh, let me just go by the, the picks that we missed. Nate, you picked your Oregon State Beavers to beat my Eastern Washington Eagles, and you were wrong. My Eagles prevailed. The As Jeremy White eloquently put, the team with the red carpet beat the Beavers. Um, you, uh, you, uh, you got lucky there, my friend. Yeah, I, I, I got very lucky, and I got lucky a couple <laughs> more times. Uh, your Boise State Broncos did not prevail over my Washington Huskies. Uh, and your Kansas State Wildcats did not prevail over my North Dakota State Bison. Nate, what were you thinking? Well, i got to be honest with you. I, I don't even know. Uh, but the, the one thing that matters to me is that I got my main pick right. Mm-hmm. I got the LSU Fighting Tigers and sure. the TCU Horn Frog. Oh, we're not done. We're not done. Your Louisiana Shit. Tech, your Louisiana Tech Bulldogs uh, did not prevail over Emily Ann Sanders Hyman's North Carolina State Wolfpack, and my Kentucky Wildcats did not beat Emily's Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. The score from last week. Emily is the winner, uh, pending uh, Florida State beating Pittsburgh, which we're going to just go ahead and count that as having happened because Pittsburgh's not going to beat Florida State on uh, Labor Day night. Emily wins the week with seven points. I'm in second with six. Nate, you finish with negative eight points. Yeah, you know what? Emily's fired. Fuck you, off, Emily. You're not allowed you, back on this show. You dumbass. <laughs> yeah, right. That, Shut up! This is all not gonna draw. Right. I'm gonna, come back whoop, I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> you guys. We're gonna have we're gonna have Aunt Emily Ann Sanders Hindman back on the show in a couple of weeks, and I'm gonna kick her ass again too. Watch. All right. You just watch it, Adam. I predicted right now. Nate, it's time for week two. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna flip a coin here. I want you to call it in the air. Go ahead and call it right now. Heads. It is a head. You go Boom. first and start now. Adam Wilson, I'm going to call my L.A. Tech Bulldogs over the Lamar Odom. <laughs> the Lamar Cardinals, you retard. <sighs> Nathan Brazell, I'll have my Louisiana Monroe Warhawks over your Grambling State Tigers. Oh, Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Kansas State Wildcats, unfortunately, over your ULL Ragin' Cajuns. Nathan Brazell, I'll take my Tulane Green Wave over your South Alabama Jaguars. On, and that's the state of Louisiana. On to the SEC. Nate, you've got the board. Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Miami, Ohio Corns Huskers over Kentucky Wildcats. It's the Miami Red Hawks, you dumbass. All right. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to take my Florida Gators, Nathan Brazell, over your Miami Hurricanes. Smart decision. I'm going to take my Tennessee Volunteers over your Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Nathan Frizzell, I'll take my Missouri Tigers over your Toledo Rockets. Touche. I will take my Vanderbilt Commodores over your Austin P. Governor. 
That's right. That's two in a row. All right. Nathan Brazil, I'll have my Mississippi State Bulldogs over your Alcorn State Braves. Well, you just go ahead and do that. I'm going to take my Arkansas Razorbacks over your Sanford. Who gives a shit? Bulldogs. Bulldogs, goddammit. Meanwhile, Nathan Brazil, I'll have my Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears over your Southeast Missouri State Redhawks. All righty, then. I will take my Texas A&M Aggies over your Sam Houston State Bearcats. <laughs> Nathan Purcell, I'll have my Auburn Tigers over your Arkansas State Red Wolves. Fine. Well, this is a tough one, Adam Wilson, but I'm going to take my Georgia Bulldogs over your South Carolina Gamecocks. Thank you. And I'll have Fuck my... Off. They're going to do it. They're pissed. They're pissed. Nathan Frizzell, I'm going to go out on a limb and take my Louisiana State Fighting Tigers, a 34-point favorite, over your Alabama-Birmingham UAB Blazers, and I'm going to make that my lock of the straw. Yeah, All right. That's, that's probably smart because Nick Saban is no longer the coach, which means we will beat UAB. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Okay, uh, on to the NFL week one. Nate, go. Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Baltimore Ravens over your Denver Broncos. Oh, bold. Nathan Frizzell, yep. I'm going to take my New England Patriots. Sands Tebow over your Buffalo Bills, perhaps with Tebow? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Adam Wilson, despite the fact that I hate Pete Carroll with a passion, I'm going to take my Seattle Seahawks over your Carolina Panthers. Nathan Frizzell, I'm going to take Andrew Whitworth and my Cincinnati Bengals over your Chicago Bears. Ooh, snap. All right. Well, Adam Wilson, I'm going to take in what I call the biggest joke of the week, my Miami Dolphins over your Cleveland Brown spots. Over Barkevious Mingo, Nathan Frizzell, yep. I <laughs> shall take my Detroit Lions over your Minnesota Vikings. Wow, bold pick. All right, my friend, I'm going to take uh, my Indianapolis Colts over your Oakland Raiders. I'll have my Kansas City Chiefs over your Jacksonville Jaguars. And in a very second, close second to the biggest joke of the week, I will take my New York Jets over your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, wow. Nathan Brazil, I'll have my Pittsburgh Steelers over your Tennessee Titans. That's fine. I'm getting the close ones this week, so I'm going to go ahead and call my Green Bay Packers oh. over your San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Nathan Brazil, I'll have my St. Louis Rams over your Arizona Cardinals. Give me easy ones. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to take my... Underline Dallas Cowboys over your <laughs> New York Giants. Fuck Dallas. Uh, Nathan Brazil, I'll take my Washington Racists over your Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> and I will respond to you, Mr. Adam Wilson, by taking my Houston Texans over your San Diego Chargers. And finally, I will take my New Orleans Saints over your Atlanta Falcons, and I'll make that my shoe in of the straw. Saints over them dirty birds. Who dat? Who dat, baby? And those That's are what I'm saying. those are our picks, and those are my balls. Boom. That's the best. I love this. I love this. I, I have a feeling though that the NFL is going to kind of fuck me this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got yeah. A lot of those close games. <laughs> it was a dude. It was a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, look, I, you're getting the luck of the draw the first couple of weeks here. That's fine. That's fine. It'll come we'll back see. to me. We'll see. But well, you are getting your you got your ass kicked by Emily last week. I mean, so did I. But I wasn't humiliated. Yeah. Emily, at least. I mean, she's not just some stupid chick. I mean, she knows her. I mean, she knows football. You know. She does. No, I know that. She's a formidable opponent, except for the fact that she uh, got fucking lucky this week. That's all I'm yeah. saying. She's probably a better football player than either you or I. In fact. 
Uh, well, I don't know. I am the spawn of Tommy Frizzell. <laughs> All right. Sure. You, you went to Jesuit. How good at football could you fucking be? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I can, I'll, I'll tackle her ass to the ground. I'll separate a vertebra. Isn't that what, they, isn't that what we do? Man, no. you talk, man, you talk shit better than Michael Jordan. Listen to you. I'm just fucking, I'm, I got the flu, cock face. All right. Come <laughs> me, me some slack. You put, speaking of Jordan, Jordan had the flu and scored 55. You just turned into a pussy. Yeah. You know what? I didn't step on a basketball court today. So maybe if I had, whatever, fuck off. I'm all, done. Right, all right, Billy Ho. Just go ahead go and go <laughs> hustle somebody. You Let's get the hell dark. out of here. Yeah, we need to get out of here. What do you got going on this week? What should we look forward to? Uh, shit, I don't know, Adam. I I think, uh, you know, uh, that's no, I'm I'm just getting over this flu. That's all I got planned right now. Oh, hey, you know what? Today, today was, uh, I mean, it's September 2nd right now. It's the wee hours of September 2nd. It's still September 1st for you. September 1st, fifth anniversary of my becoming a Brooklynite. I moved to Brooklyn five years ago today. And I regret oh, wow. that I'm, I'm not recording from Brooklyn today. I'm usually recording in Brooklyn, but I'm recording in Manhattan. But uh, hello, Brooklyn. I'm waving at you across the East River. Uh, what you, a, were in, you were in Chelsea before that, right? No, I never lived in Chelsea. I lived in the East Village. Then I lived in Hell's Kitchen, uh, which is just north of Chelsea. And then uh, I lived in Harlem because I got man back home back home in West Monroe. I got so much dirt road cred. I got more dirt <laughs> road. I got more street cred in West Monroe than James Earl Ray. Because you know you passing over your, just went went pass. over your head. Had no idea what Nathan. You, you have no idea what I just said. No, I don't. I'm, I, sa- I, I said don't. I've got more. I've said I've got more street cred than James Earl Ray. And you're thinking to yourself, why did he just mention the guy who did the voice of Mufasa? In I thought Lion you said King? James Earl Jones. That's exactly what I just yeah I know that's exactly what I'm explaining but that's not what I said. Do you even know who James Earl Ray is? Yeah, he's the guy who shot Martin Luther King Jr. See, now I'm saying I've got more street cred in Westminster than James Earl Ray. Do you get the joke now? It's hysterical. Yeah, I know it's hysterical. It's not hysterical now since you jizzed all over it. Your diarrhea. Yeah, you, you ain't never met Dr. Martin Luther King. Well, they, this, this train better not stall. They better not take this train out of service. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Joe Lewis is the best boxer ever lived. A little coming to America for you. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, uh, Adam Wilson, tell everybody about the uh, where they need to go to prepare for your uh, your your the defense of your title. Wait, what? Oh, oh, uh, airsexworld.com. You can purchase tickets. I forget how much they are, but uh, no price is too large for you to see something that is too large for some of you ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh. You're gonna yeah. be showing that this time around. Uh no, but I mean, you can. You know, there's not a whole lot to be. Uh, Tight jeans? Uh, tidy whities. There you go. You know, with, yeah. with skid marks? <laughs> <laughs> there, there are no other tidy whities. In, <laughs> there are no other tidy whities, Shay Wilson. <laughs> um, and where's the venue? Where, where, where are they going to see you? Highline Ballroom. It's uh, it's on uh, 15th or 16th Street. But uh, just go to airsexworld.com. It's, uh, the, the competition will be held in Chelsea, in Manhattan. I'll be competing against uh, the New York City champion, who is jam out with my claim out. I'm the defending East Coast champion. Uh, I'll be competing against the Boston champion, the Washington champion. I think the I think there's a Providence champion. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, Providence. Yeah, it's a hey, uh, it's big air sex country over there. Providence. I don't know. And what else can you do in Rhode Island? Yeah, it's I don't fuck know. the uh, air. Root for the Red Sox and speak with a slightly different accent. <laughs> uh, and go like, yeah, this uh, this is where Family Guy takes place. <laughs> it's Rhode Island. Yeah. They probably get all all the tourists are probably coming to find Quahog. Quahog. Co- yeah. Quahog? Quahog? Co- How do you co- say that? Quahog. Yeah. Quahog. 
It looks like Quahog, but yeah, it's Quahog. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, let me do something. Uh, when I do this, uh, I want you to take us out of the show. But right now, yeah, I'm, I'm about to throw up in my mouth. I think, love it. I think you just shit yourself. Well, I just put th- that microphone. I just put back in my face. I'm smelling it. I'm, I'm getting. Oh. For Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, I'm Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been nauseatingly the bicoastal hoot nanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and everyone in between, we say, Sweet Nate. Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and jokes about Nate not knowing jack shit about football to Nate and Adam at theredstick.com. Or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny, starring Nate and Adam. Next week, Adam tries to convince his black friend Gerald to come on the show. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Bicoastal Hoot. This has been a production of The Red Stick.